everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. It's been forever, uh, it feels like. Really, it's only been a little more than two weeks, but, you know, not much has been going on up until really recently. Uh, you know, a lot of interested FC dealings and, uh, you know, Todd Bowley flying around everywhere, but finally we've had our first signing, Raheem Sterling, um, which is really exciting. We'll get into that in a minute, but uh, so it's just Peter and I tonight. Uh, when we're recording this, we're doing a late night recording session here. Uh, so if we sound sleepy, it's because of that. But I don't think we're going to sound sleepy because we're all energetic about uh, possibilities here for Chelsea. Incomings, outgoings, uh, and finally interested FC is uh, actually making some moves. And hopefully we've got more coming throughout the summer. Peter, how are you doing? And uh, I guess you can get right into Sterling, who we'll talk about first. I mean, we've got a lot to talk about. So if we do forget something. Uh, you know, sorry about that. Obviously, there's just so much to talk about. We're not going to be able to get to everything. There's so many rumors, uh, you know, things that don't really always relate to Chelsea that we're not going to be able to talk about. But we're going to try to talk about most of it. Peter, how are you doing today? And uh, you excited to have Raheem Sterling at Chelsea? Uh, I very much am. I mean, I mean, I was getting to the point where I'd take signing some random 30-year-old winger from the MLS just because we could say we made a signing. It was getting close to that point, but I mean, uh, we were. Uh, it was kind of nowhere when like a few weeks ago we were just, uh, just there were just reports, Chelsea, Tuchel's number one target is Sterling. And I was like, I mean, okay, that sounds interesting because I mean, I think we talked about it on the, the, the last episode how I mean, he's pen proven. He's still, he's, he's just getting into his prime years. I mean, it's a 45 million plus 10 million uh, in add-ons fee, which really isn't that bad for someone who you know can be dangerous. His form obviously hasn't been great the past few years, but his games have gone down. I mean, Man City obviously have an extremely stacked squad. So, I mean, really, I think that's, it's kind of a bargain because I mean, he's kind of what we need. He's someone that, although he sometimes pulls a Werner and misses some big chances, you know, he's dangerous, you know, he can finish, you know, he, you know how, how dangerous he can be. So you just have to get the best out of him. And I think Tuco is going to be able to do that. So, I mean, even though I would have taken any signing, I mean, I think this signing is especially good and I'm excited to see him because I think he's going to fit into our system well. And I think he's going to be kind of one of the, one of the missing pieces we had in this puzzle last season. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen the, uh, like, there's this TikTok that I saw floating around when uh, Sterling signed. I've seen it before, too. But it's that guy who's kind of, like, telling, like, he's, like, pretending to be the manager, like, telling him where to pass. And he's like, Sterling, pass to him, pass to him. Don't don't dive. And he, he dives. It's pretty funny. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'll text it to you later, Peter, if you haven't seen it. But um, pretty funny there. And I, I kind of think it's a good demonstration of what Sterling's like. I think he's got that quality. Obviously, only 27 years old. He's scored a lot of goals for Man City. He's, you know, he's come up big in a lot of moments. I'm, I think I'm still happy with the move. I'm not like as excited. I think it's still good value. Um, and I like, you know, 45 million plus 10 million in add-ons, you know, say you don't get all those add-ons, probably around 50 million pounds. Um, I really like the move in terms of bringing in experience, someone who fits Tuchel's system. I'm happy because Tuchel actually wanted him here. He's, he's nice and pressing. He does a good job uh, defensively as well. So I think that's something that's like underrated a bit for him, just like I think it's underrated for Mason Mount, the work he does uh, defensively, that shift that he puts in. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does here at Chelsea. I'm a little surprised he's getting paid around 300,000 pounds a week, which is a lot. 
uh, to say the least. I believe he's like one of the joint highest paid players um, at Chelsea, if not the highest paid player, which, you know, to be fair, I, I know when I first read that, I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. But if you think about it, like what other players do we have that would be getting paid that much? Uh, you know, we don't have any guys that are like really experienced, maybe Thiago Silva, but he's almost so old that you don't pay him that much. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's like the only concern for me. It's like you're paying him a lot in wages, but hey, Tuchel wanted him and I'm happy that, uh, you know, Todd Bowley's just backing Tuchel and, you know, doing what he wants because obviously Tuchel believes that he will fit his system nicely um, and hopefully it works out for Chelsea. I think this is a good signing, but I would say, I mean, Peter and I were discussing this. I'm actually relieved about this. I'm kind of going to skip to like a different, um, we're not doing this in any particular order here, but I was kind of relieved that the Rafinha situation didn't work out. Because uh, we had a fee agreed with them for 60 million pounds with Leeds. Uh, and then the player on personal terms, he wanted to go to Barca. So uh, it looks like that is going to be happening. They match Chelsea's bid. Uh, and it looks like he will be heading to Barca. But Peter, what'd you think about that? Because I kind of felt like I'm one of those, you know, I've watched Rafinha quite a bit. I've watched a lot of Sterling, obviously seen him over the years. I never really saw it with Rafinha. I think, yeah, he's like, he's he's good one-on-one. I get it. But I don't think he really fits Chelsea. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't really, I can't even explain it. I just, you know, maybe that's probably why I'm wrong, but I just didn't think he was the right fit. So I'm kind of relieved that it didn't happen that way, that he didn't join Chelsea, but I know you kind of felt differently. So uh, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? What do you, uh, what do you make of it? Well, I mean, the first thing is just this overall situation is just insanely stupid. I mean, saying agreeing to a few for 60 million but then having to wait for two weeks as the person you're trying to buy for 60 million we already have an agreement is just being like yeah i'd sign with you but like i really 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 want to go to this other club who is bankrupt and owe players wages but is selling their soul to the devil to get an extra 200 million just to be able to sign every single player on the market it's just i mean obviously i can see what you're saying alex but I mean, you kind of said what what he brings to the table is 1v1 attacking, and that's what we need. We don't have a player like that. I mean, Sterling hopefully will be able to be okay at that, but that not, that's not really what he's known for. We, I mean, we don't. Werner isn't going to be taking players on 1v1 and winning. Kai Havertz isn't. Uh, I mean, Hakim Ziyech is pretty not good. Callum Hudson-Odoi is just two years away from being two years away. At this point, I mean, just all of our attackers, that's kind of what we're missing. We're missing someone that can go 1v1, pull out some saucy skill, get a ball into the box, and we can finish. We need to someone who kind can Kind of get... like you do, right? We could use you on left wing. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, you, you see that every weekend, but uh, I'm too good for Chelsea, you know? I, I, I don't play professional. Just Peter wants I... to go to Barca. He doesn't want to go to yeah, Barca. Yeah, I want to go to Barca. I want to I want to sign for a club which is bankrupt and so I can get owed 17 million in wages. And it's just that whole situation is just insanely stupid. But I like Rafinha, the player. However, I think the report is Barcelona agreed to a fee that was even higher than 60 million. I think it was 75, which at that point we have all other alternatives uh, it's not worth it at that point. I love Rafinha. I think he's a baller, he's saucy. I don't know what Alex is thinking, but at that point, for someone who's not e- that committed to the club and willing to sign right away, even though we have an agreement, it's not worth it. So I'm not 
happy like you are, Alex, that this fell through, but I'm also not completely heartbroken. I wouldn't say I'm happy. I'm like relieved, if that makes any sense. I'm relieved that like it doesn't turn into a mess kind of because I kind of see it like he's that type of player that I think could just like flop completely. I think, you know, he has talent, obviously, but I think if he goes to a big club, I think he could flop. So we'll see if I'm right in the long term, obviously, how he does at Barca. But uh, that's an interesting situation there. I guess let's move to the other winger that's going to be going to Barca or going back to Barca now, Usman Dembele. Uh, Obviously, there was rumors that he was going to come to Chelsea. He is going to be taking a 40% pay cut to rejoin Barcelona. I don't understand. They have no money yet. They're getting all these deals done. Um, it's really, uh, it's really crazy. I know. I saw. I don't know if you saw this, but they, we all, uh, we, we knew this already. But they brought in Christensen, and his like intro photo looked like it was uh, taken on like a toothpick, uh, and people are like, "This is how they're saving money." So I, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're they're doing it. So I guess shout out to Laporte, uh, Laporte, I believe it is over there, uh, who like manages all the transfers at Barcelona. But um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but he's going back to Barcelona. I'm kind of disappointed. I know he's like a, 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 like your classic always injured kind of player, always in the hospital as people like to joke, but it's, I think he has so much talent. I remember watching him at Dortmund and I was like, oh my, this, this guy is so talented. It's unbelievable. Uh, And if he could just regain 50% of that talent uh, and stay healthy, it would just be, I think he would be a tremendous player. Uh, and that's kind of why I really wanted to just take the risk on him. To be honest, I thought it would be worth it. Uh, take the, you know, take the risk and hopefully he stays healthy. If he can play half the games in a season, I'd say that's successful. Uh, and he could really give you some great production. But uh, unfortunately, he will be returning to Barca. How do you feel about that? I was higher on him than Rafinha. I'd, I'd rather have him than Rafinha. Uh, and that was my humble opinion. Obviously, they're both going to Barca, so they're going to be teammates. But um, you know, that was just my thought when the whole situation was going on. I mean, it's, uh, if you're disappointed or if you're relieved that the Rafinha transfer fell through, you can't say that you're disappointed about the Dembele transfer falling through. I mean, I get that they're different players, but I mean, that's a bit questionable, I'll say. But I mean, I would uh, agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I like I can see it, but also like, no, but I mean, I'm also disappointed because. I mean, you kind of said it, injury-prone, can he stay healthy? You obviously know the talent's there, but can he actually can he actually use that talent? Can he stay on the pitch and show his talent? That's the question. I mean, I think if anybody was going to bring him back to his glory days at uh, Dortmund, it would be Tuchel, obviously. So I'm also a bit disappointed, but I mean, it is what it is. I'll take Sterling. That's fine. We move. We do move. You're right about that. And I guess our last winger discussion here, I'm just going to, we're going through positions here. This is how we're going to do it here. Uh, It's not an incoming player or potential incoming player, but this is an outgoing. Uh, Hakeem Ziyech has been heavily linked with AC Milan. I think he'd really do well there personally, but uh, it's kind of been talked about a loan type of deal with a 5 million loan fee and then either an obligation uh, or, or an option or an obligation to buy for around 20 million. Uh, from what I remember hearing, it was something like, you know, Chelsea were fine with that loan fee, but they wanted a 25 million obligation to buy rather than the 20 million AC Milan were offering. Ziek posted something on his social media saying that he wanted to kind of take over and control his own destiny, whatever that means, take it for what you will. 
Um, but then you did see him on the uh, plane anyway, going to the U S tour. So I don't know exactly what's going on there, but, uh, he's always kind of been a weird personality, right? We know he was like really close to Lukaku and obviously Lukaku was kind of hating on Chelsea throughout his whole tenure here. <laughs> we're being honest. Uh, and Ziyech kind of was frustrated at the lack of game time. I think it would not be the worst thing to let him go. It's just, it's inconsistency with him. You know, he has those sparks, that goal against Tottenham. I mean, that was wonderful, but it's just like, we need consistent players at this club. You look at Man City, you look at Liverpool, those players are consistent. Their attackers are consistent. They're constantly putting in good performances. With Ziyech, like you're just not getting that. You're getting one good game every four games he plays. And that's just not, it's not good enough for Chelsea Football Club. It might be good enough for AC Milan, but it's not good enough for Chelsea Football Club. That's just how I look at it. I mean, that's literally, that's, you said it perfectly. You said everything perfectly. That's my exact thoughts. You can see. I'm just perfect. Yeah, you are. But I mean, you can see when he scores some of these banger goals, you're like, wow, like this is what we thought we were signing up for when we, when we paid the, whatever it was like 20 million for him. But then the rest of the game, you just see him shanking passes or giving the ball away easily, trying to do a skill and it not working out. But then those, those, those few goals where you're just like, wow, you're just like absolutely stunned. You're like, oh, well, maybe it's this time. Maybe he turns it around. Maybe this will give him some momentum. And he just can't be consistent. He had those first like three, four games in a Chelsea shirt where he was absolutely balling. And then since then, he's never been able to go on a stretch of multiple games where he was any sort of consistent and having any form of consistent success and i mean you said it maybe for ac milan they can they can afford him to be score one banger every three games but i mean we we can't have him here at our club and i mean as much as i hope like he can turn it around and maybe this preseason he goes off or something it's i don't think that's going to happen and I mean, I, we have to get rid of, we can't just have all these players sitting around at the club who aren't playing, aren't good enough. We need to get rid of them. So go to Milan, take control of your destiny and take yourself to Milan. I'll be happy to see you though. <laughs> uh, well, that's one way to look at it uh, for sure. I think really in your, in terms of attackers, in terms of consistency, Mason Mount's the only consistent attacker we have, and you could really consider him more of a midfielder in certain points. But when he plays in that front three, it kind of feels like he's the only player who consistently is putting in solid performances. You know, he may not score or get assists or whatever, um, but he's always creating chances and he's always putting in a shift defensively. Uh, and he, you know, he never really puts too many wrong foot, uh, wrong feet forward. That's not how you say that phrase, but I'm going with it anyway. And I'm going to go to the man who has been consistent for what? 20 years now? Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, it sounds like he wants to leave <laughs> Manchester United. I just laugh when I say it because I don't think it's happening. But could Chelsea be a possible destination for CR7? I don't know. I'm going to give my personal opinion on it first because I was like jumping ahead of Peter here. I don't think it's going to happen. If he wants to come here, I'd accept him in a heartbeat. But I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think he's going to leave Man United. I don't think he could do it. But I think it's going to be tough. To, it's going to be weird. To, you can't see Cristiano Ronaldo playing in the Europa League. It's just, it's, it's, it's just weird. It's uncanny. It's not, it's not proper. I mean, yeah. I mean, can you really, I, I don't blame him. It, it is just, this also, it is funny. Cause it's like, he goes back to his club, his, 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 his loved club, his beloved club, his childhood club. And then after a year, he's like, wow, they awful this this is a shit show like i need to get out of here i cannot be playing in the europa league like get and me to be out. fair 
it's like the Man United fans aren't even respecting him. Like there's, I've seen Man United fans on Twitter and stuff like that all over social media blaming him for their performances. I'm like, look at the other 10 players on the pitch. Like it's crazy. Um, so, I mean, if he doesn't even feel wanted there, I don't understand. I think he's going to leave, but I, I don't think he's coming to Chelsea. Continue. Sorry for interrupting. It's completely fine. I mean, like, uh, I'm want to say that if he came here, he'd ball out. But honestly, I feel like it'd be a Lukaku situation where, you know, you have someone who is talented, but I don't know if he'd fit the system. I mean, I'd definitely take him because it's Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, you know what you're getting. You're getting Cristiano Ronaldo. So like, obviously, but then again, I mean, like you said, how the Man Man United fans aren't really respecting him. I mean, some of their concerns are valid. I mean, he isn't, his work rate uh, defensively isn't as high as maybe Tuca would like in a kind of pressing system, which he has. I mean, he has less, uh, he's uses English. He less runs off the ball or being made. He's not as fluid as you, Tuca might want. And Tuca might want a front three, which can interchange. Ronaldo at this, his age, I don't know if he can do that. But obviously, what we needed last season, what, what we need in this season still, is a goal scorer. And Cristiano Ronaldo is a goal scorer. You know what you're getting there. And I mean, will, will it happen? No, probably not. It, minimal chance. But if it did happen, who knows what will happen? I think it could either be an extremely, extremely perfect fit. It could be an extremely, extremely poor fit. I, I don't really know what will happen. I saw on Twitter, I think there was a clip of a fan asking Tuchel, uh, are we getting Ronaldo? And he, he did his little cheeky smile and was like, I can't tell you or something, which, I mean, is that, does that mean something? Possibly. Could it? I don't know. It could. It, it could, <laughs> but we don't know. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like disappointed if we sign Cristiano Ronaldo, but I also don't want to get my hopes too high if it does happen because I don't know what results we'd get, but. What you're getting when you sign Cristiano Ronaldo is Cristiano Ronaldo. So, I mean, you can't really be disappointed. The brand, the legacy, you get all of it. You get the, you get all of it. I can't believe I just did that. But um, it's just, it's wonderful. So imagine how great it would be. But uh, I don't know if it would be great for our team's performances, but it would be, it would be a lot of fun. I'll just say that. Um, What else do we have to discuss? Let's see. I guess let's go to defenders now because we've been talking a lot about attackers that have been rumored to Chelsea. Fabrizio Romano has stated multiple times that Chelsea want to bring in numerous center backs, ideally two or three, uh, this summer in replacement of Antonio Rudiger, Christensen, and possibly uh, Aspi and Alonso, who could be on the door, out the door soon. We'll get to that in a minute. But in terms of incoming center backs, the two players that have been rumored are uh, Mateus Delict from uh, Juventus and Nathan Ake from Manchester City, obviously ex-Chelsea. So Ake, it's been rumored, or at least it's been confirmed actually now, that he has agreed on personal terms with Chelsea. Tuchel is interested in him, and it would cost around £40 million to bring him back to Stanford Bridge. Delict, it sounds like, prefers a move to Bayern, uh, who he is, uh, it sounds like, close to agreeing personal terms with but wouldn't be against a move to Chelsea if that didn't work out. Chelsea obviously uh, have a more enticing or are likely to have a more enticing bid to Juventus than Bayern. So that's the situation with those two players. We don't have any other updates yet. I'm going to give my quick opinion on Ake, then you can talk about the Ligt. 
I don't want to bring Ake back. I don't know. In too injury prone again, lack of consistency. And also I'm worried about small center backs now because Tiago Silva is not the tallest. Nathan Ake is not the tallest. If you have Azpi at right center back, then he's not the tallest. You bring in Kunde, he's not. I, I think you need some height in the Premier League. Not exactly mo- my most ideal signing. I'd much rather have Delict, but uh, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think it's pretty easy to say everyone would rather have Delict, right? It's, I think it's, I think it's easy to say that. But I, I'd much rather get Kunde, for example, for fifty million rather than Ake for uh, forty million. Well, I mean, obviously Ake isn't going to be your your first choice. Where you're like, oh, let's go. I mean, that's who I've been wanting this entire window. I mean, no. Is he a solid center back option? Yes. Do we need solid center back options? Most definitely. Uh, Delict. I mean, ta- he's young, talented. He's a leader. I don't really know about this Bayern stuff. I mean, it's obviously Bayern is interested, but I mean, eh, eh, would they actually do a bid for how much they're asking for? Will we do a bid for how much they're asking for? I mean, I don't know at this point. Would it be worth it at that price point? Who knows? I mean, it's that's the question. I mean, I think Kunde, like you said, Alex, would be a better option than Ake. And at the at the price point, I think Kunde is going for is probably a better option than the Lick too. I mean, but really, we just need to sign a center back at this point. It needs. I mean, I'm not gonna be upset with Ake. Obviously, I'd prefer the Lick. I'd prefer Kunde. There's obviously better options than Ake, but. From what I've seen from City fans, when last season when uh, Ruben Diaz and Emmerich Laporte got injured and he had to fill in, uh, apparently he was very calm and composed in the back. And if if he was able to get more playtime, uh, he like he he performed well when he got his playtime and he deserved more playtime. But City is City, so obviously they don't have space to play the, some of those fringe fringe players, but from they i don't mean they could just be going on this massive baiting spree and being and making chelsea buy him or making chelsea fans want to buy him but they seemed like they were impressed by his performances and i mean it's obvious you don't like buying back someone that was a youth player i mean that always hurts because like you could have just kept them from the beginning but if we can't get delict if we don't want to pay the price for delict i don't even know what happened with kunde i mean apparently we just he wants to come, but we just decided, no, we don't want you. But, I mean, if Tuchel likes Ake, I'm completely fine with it. If Tuchel wants him, I'm fine. I don't really care. If if Bully doesn't want to pay that money, but Tuchel thinks Ake is a fine option, completely fine. I mean, I'd prefer the Delict and Kunde's of the world, but sometimes you can't have what you want. I don't understand the Kunde thing. Like, I, I don't get it. He wants to come here. All We keep hearing all these players that are like, reluctant they'll come I guess if Barca's not there waiting or Real Madrid's not there waiting or Bayern's not there like Koundé wants to come to Chelsea and we're just like nah you and we're good like I don't understand it's not like he's a bad player at all still young I I don't know I think he kind of fits that right center back role perfectly option to play at right wing back when you're trying to set up more defensively I don't know I I just find that a little bit silly Ake is just painful because, you know, he, he was with Chelsea for so long. We sold him for 40 million and then you're buying him back. Like, it just, I don't know. It sits wrong with me in so many ways. I won't be like upset, but I won't be happy. I'll just be like, huh, kind of. I, I won't really care. Um, but yeah, it, it that's just a weird signing for me. And also someone made a good point I saw online because, you know, that's where I get all my points from now. Apparently can't create any myself. 
if we're trying to chase Man City and beat them to the title, right? We're trying to catch up with them. <laughs> is it really the best idea to just go and grab all their bench players? <laughs> like, I mean, Peter, like, isn't that, I don't know. It's kind of a little bit counterintuitive. Like, Respect the Tuco magic. He's going to turn them into the best players in the world, man. I yeah, mean, <laughs> I don't know. The, the funniest part is we're taking all their, their bench players, which they probably, I mean, they're talented, right? But we, we need to sell our bench players, right? But we're giving them plenty of money for their bench players so they can turn around and spend this 80 million on an absolute demon who's going to come in and be like the best player in the Prem next season. And we're going to complain about this player as if we didn't just buy like two of their bench players and gave them an incredible player for, I mean, I don't want to say nothing because they're obviously good players that are going to be good for us, hopefully, but we're helping them when we're trying to catch up to them. We're taking their players that they couldn't get in just to strengthen their 11. It, I completely agree. It's, a, you know, I don't know about it, but you got to do what you got to do to strengthen your own squad first. So I guess. I guess it is what it is. Yeah, I, I I understand that standpoint too, but I don't know. It all sits wrong with me. But you know what won't sit wrong with me? Alonzo joining Barca. That would be that would be nice. Um, I actually think he might not do badly there. So apparently, Barca. Well, actually, it's not apparently. It's pretty known now. Apparent. Well, I, why do I keep saying apparently? Barca is interested in, in uh, Aspi and Alonzo. Uh, apparently the fee for Aspi would be around 7 million. I don't know. I, I just want him to retire a Chelsea player. I don't want him to go. I feel, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel bad. I don't want him to go to Barca. Like I just want him to stay, play maybe one or two more seasons, then retire. He can have all, you know, you can be the captain and kind of like John Terry did those, you know, last couple seasons where he wasn't playing all the time. I think it would be nice to keep him around, but if he wants to go, that's a different story. And Alonso obviously can just, I mean, whatever he can, he can go. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not like too butthurt about it, but I, I know I heard this rumor. I don't think it's true. Cause it just sounds insane that Barcelona offered Chelsea, Serginho Dest and Memphis Depay in exchange for Aspi and Alonso. I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. I don't think it's true. So I, I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw it. It was probably some random person. And I just believed it because I'm gullible and a young person on the internet. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think if we can get 10 million for both of them, let's say, you would you ship them out? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I kind of think it's nice having them as depth almost. Like I would almost keep Alonzo. I know that's crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's nice to have them as depth, <laughs> especially if we don't sign another left wing back. I mean, <laughs> I completely get what you're saying, but it's also maybe like, not Alonzo, but at least Aspi, you know. I mean, like I think the times, the t- I, times running, times running low. I mean, they're out of contract next season too. They're obviously going to join Barca then. I mean, age is catching up with both of them. Yes, <laughs> age definitely catching up with both of them. I mean, they are both already, uh, you know, not 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 the fastest players out there, and I don't think it'll get better. But they're leaving next season no matter what to go to Barca. And so the question is, is it worth one season of them aging, getting worse, presumably, and getting nothing for them or getting 10, 15 million for them now, getting their wages off the books now and saving some money now? I mean, as Alonso, Alonso can go. I mean, your time's done. You've been a... I don't even know what you've been. You've been an, an anomaly. You've been weird. You've to be been- fair, he's 
You remember that 2016 season with Antonio Conte. I mean, okay. he was sensational. In times last season, he was great. You, I think people... He's overhated. He's overhated. He's overhated, but he's such a frustrating player. Yes, to exact, exactly. So frustrating. Ugh. I mean, I won't miss that, but like there was certain, like he had that goal, right? Where it was off the volley. It was like Reese James right to a lot. And that was like world-class finish, right? So I, I think he, in terms of striking the ball, he's very good. In terms of everything else, not so good. But, uh, you know, I, I think I'll... I don't know. I keep trying to say I'm going to miss him, but I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't be, I'd miss Aspie more, but again, his legs are really, his age is really catching up to him. Uh, so I think it might be time to move on there, but definitely another kind of sad situation. But hopefully we'll see a little bit more of them soon in preseason, which they're all coming, they're coming to us, Peter. They're coming here to America. They're coming, but here's the problem they're not coming to us. They're going to annoying locations, Las Vegas, Charlotte, Orlando. None of those places are near us. It's like they're trying to not want us. It's like they don't want us to come. What do you think? Very upset. They don't. They don't. They don't want me to. They don't want me to go up to Billy Gilmore and, uh, uh, you know, my favorite player. Get excited. If you if you're an OG of the podcast, you OG. know how much I love <laughs> Billy Gilmore. But you know, you don't. You know, I'd, I'd be. I running on the pitch asking for the hug. They they were scared of me. They knew. They've been listening. So they they had to make sure to avoid our general area just 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 in case we show up to the games. So that that's why, obviously, for sure. Like they couldn't have done Philly or Boston or like they couldn't have done anywhere in the Northeast. Literally, we if it was anywhere within like a three hour drive, I probably would have gone. But Charlotte's like so far. Orlando's really far, obviously, and Las Vegas is across the country. So not not ideal here. So Chelsea next year, you gotta switch it up, okay? Uh just making sure. But they all got on the plane. Uh it was today we we're recording this. I saw all the photos. Uh and they are all in LA. I believe they're staying at UCLA's campus uh, and they're practicing there before they play uh Club America in Las Vegas, I wanna say, is I believe what the matchup is. Uh, before they go to Charlotte and Orlando uh, and play Arsenal, I believe, in Orlando. So that should be interesting there. Uh, opportunity for players like Connor Gallagher, uh, Broja. What, what other players, uh, Peter, that are really going to have to, you know, Billy fight Gilmore. for their place? Billy Gilmore. <laughs> there you go, Billy Gilmore. I think Calum Hudson-Odoi, to an extent, uh, has to kind of prove that he's getting back to fitness uh, you know, Malang Sar needs to prove he's not an absolute incompetent soccer player. Malang Sar, uh, I think Ben Chilwell, it's going to be important for him to get back to full fitness, not necessarily to prove himself, but back to full fitness. And, uh, you know, in terms of getting all these players right, and hopefully we have a strong preseason because, uh, that's something that we've kind of missed in the past years. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully it all works out well, but, uh, I'm certainly excited. Sterling apparently got his medical today. Uh, and he's doing the second part of his medical tomorrow, uh, which is today when you're listening to this, if you listen to this on Monday. Uh, and then he is going to be flying out on Tuesday, uh, two days after this is released or the day after it's released. Don't worry about it. Just Tuesday. Um, and he'll be flying out to join the team on the U.S. tour. So that should be good. And hopefully he'll be there in time for some of the matches. And hopefully he can participate in some of the preseason activities. 
All right. I think that's pretty much it. Do you have any other comments, Peter, about anything? Any <laughs> any personal just comments? Todd, no. Todd Bowley, just Todd Bowley actually do things, do more things, please. Don't just sign yeah, Sterling. Interested FC was very annoying. That's why there yeah. was no episode for like two and a half weeks. I mean, it's not like we're not interested FC anymore. We're still monitoring FC. We're monitoring. FC, targeting <laughs> FC over here. Like, just wrap up a few more deals, please. Uh, I mean, trust just, just any of the targets we've been talking about in this episode. I'll take pretty much any of them. Just like, please actually sign play. Please sell player. Honestly, if you s- didn't sign anybody the rest of this window, but sold I'll, like a ton of the deadwood that we have at the club, I would be so happy. But that's not going to happen, unfortunately. So, you know, just sign some people, please, please. Please find some people do do things like and also what's with all these players not wanting to come to Chelsea if they don't want to come so be it leave them leave them on the street they'll go to Barca where they'll be watching television because that's how they need to make money um, they're going to be downloading tons of songs on Spotify to fund their wages so um, you know have fun there I guess but anyway that's it there's still a little bit of rage there. That's it for today's episode. We'll probably be back in the next few days, actually, because now that Chelsea's actually moving into from interested FC to monitoring FC, soon we might be doing something FC, uh, and that'll be exciting. Obviously, the preseason tour, we'll talk about those games. Uh, hopefully, they're on TV. I don't know where, but I, I'd assume they'll be on the Chelsea website would be my guess. But then again, I have no idea. I'll have to check that out. Um, but I'm excited for that and excited to see how this squad rolls into August and who else we sign. We'll see everyone next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.